Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber, but it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for twenty-six saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jimmy, the Blueprint. Right now, I'm Dolo waiting for my brother B. Austin to get here. But you know what it is. James Dolan gave longtime Knicks fanatic Spike Lee to have Charles Oakley treatment this week, so we'll discuss that. We'll give our thoughts on everything else happening in sports this past week. So keep it locked right here, you know what I'm saying? And if you want to get in on a conversation, you can sign in right now at the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook, Twitter, you know, that's at War Room Sports. We'll be also taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Technologies Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you remember to check out archive episodes of our show on our own network. You can go to warroomsports.com and find our network. You can just uh, go to iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk, Google, Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Look up Leap Band. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they will be awesome. Look up the uh, War Room Sports Podcast Network. That's the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can look that up on any any of those things, and you can, um, you know, listen to our show as well as a lot of other great shows that we have on our network. B. Austin, what's up, brother? How are you? I'm just trying to avoid the COVID-19. Respect the shooter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's getting real out here. You know, um, things being canceled. I see schools on the West Coast being canceled. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all make sure y'all out there washing y'all hands, man, because it, it's getting real in the field, man. You did, but everything good though, man. Man, everything is blessed and highly favored. As I as I as I skate through life, you know what I'm saying. Bringing glad tidings to all, live and direct. <laughs> live and direct. Yeah, I definitely definitely gotta be live and direct. You did. <laughs> um, you can't put the T on it though, brother. <laughs> Live and direct. There you go. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man. So um, we got a lot to talk about, man. And, uh, you know, I guess this is time to get right into it, man. You dig? So hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. Listen, you're trying to make some bread betting on sports. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to my bookie. The NBA and NHL regular season stretches are upon us. So if you haven't checked out my bookie, Make sure you do. It's the perfect time to do this. Lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. You can join us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players who are placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of getting excuses when it's time to collect your bets, look, don't worry about that. My bookie has you. 
You win, they pay out fast with no hassle. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. You can join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to a grand. That's right. You put a stack and they match up to 50% of your first deposit, right? So just use the promo code WARROOM. That's one word, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, and that will activate that offer. Go to mybookie.ag today. You can play, win, and get paid, and that's all there is to it. Listen, man, brother, be awesome, man. The first thing I've got to ask you about, one of the bigger sports stories this past week, is the San Francisco 49ers interested in Tom Brady, man. What's your opinion on, uh, you know, that whole thing with the Niners and Tom Brady? Um, any any team that signs Tom Brady, you know, there's a balance between um, – it's a balance between ticket sales, merchandising, and can we tap into just a little bit of the Tom Terrific? All you got to ask yourself if you're the Niners, is he better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Because they're a team that's in a position to win right now, right now, and head back with the chip. Live and direct. What's, what's your opinion of that? Uh, I, I mean, I'm. I, I think it would be a good move for that. I'm not. I'm a balance. I'm a balance. And there are people that say, "Oh, there's no difference in Tom Brady." You know, from 2008. I'm not one of those people, but I'm also not going to uh, <laughs> spread rumors of his demise as a QB. I need to see it. <laughs> I need to see it. Last season um, didn't convince me that he's trash, and I, I I think he's got maybe a season at at that level. But when he goes, right, it goes right, fast right. in your forties. Man, it's already gone. He's trash. Listen, here's the thing: Dang. Jimmy G played well enough. Jimmy G played well enough to win a bowl. So now you're going to replace him with a dude that was out there throwing ducks last year. Yo, the reason the Patriots he was, he was was throwing some because dust. of Tom Brady. No, they lost because of him. The rest of their team was okay. They they lost because, literally because of him. He couldn't move the ball downfield towards the end of the season. That would be a mistake in my, from my perspective. I mean, fact of the matter is, Belichick tried to get rid of Brady for, uh, for, for Jimmy G a while ago, and they didn't let him. Meanwhile, Jimmy G, you know, went off to the bowl, and Tom Brady uh, won a bowl after that, which is great. Cool. But last year... Listen, man, that, that's just my opinion. I, I, w- I personally wouldn't do this, but it's also interesting to see um, guys like, and this is no disrespect to Tom Brady's legacy. He's a legend. We know that. He's definitely a legend. I mean, one of the greatest of all time. But I don't want to see you in no other uniform either, man. I don't want you out there looking like Hakeem Elijah Wong in a Raptors uniform or, or uh, Patrick Ewing in an in a Orlando Magic no, uniform. No. That's a disgusting picture they got there. Now, now, I'm glad you brought that up, see? And for me, there are certain people that have a personal impact, I mean, on 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 your, your feelings in terms of sports. I ain't going to front you. I ain't going to front. It, it, people you mentioned, it was very difficult for me to see them in another uniform. Hell, I'll even go Joe Montana. I ain't like seeing him in a Chiefs uniform. That was crazy. Yeah, but he was he – was- I don't, but, he, but he was still balling then. He, no, nah, he's still balling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still, he's still, he's still, he's still, he's still is, balling. I'm just saying, Jimmy, I don't have that different. connection. 
I don't have that connection to Tom Brady. I don't care if he go to the XFL. Like for real, for real. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't okay. bother me. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't. I, I, I respect him as close to the goat. I respect him mm-hmm. as at the table of gods. He is all that is advertised there. I just don't feel no way about like I don't care if he retires today. I don't care if they replace you know, my brother on the helicopter with him. I just don't care. Like, Tom Brady doesn't really, you know what I'm saying? It's it's whatever. So, there's no, I don't mind seeing him in another uniform. Hell, I wouldn't mind no, seeing him you. getting pile-driven by by Khalil Mack. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it don't matter. Which, basically, what you're saying is you can care less about Tom Brady one way or another. That's all you're really saying. Exactly. You shorten it up, condense it down. Yeah, I mean that's what it really boils down to. I'm just saying, like I, I just personally don't want to see. I just don't want to see the brother, you know. what I'm saying out here, you know, um, Larry Holmes status, you know. what I'm saying, um, just looking nasty, man, like nasty in another uniform, dog. Like, you know, and and again, I don't care about him either. Like, you know, um, if he dies, he dies. Uh, Ivan Drago, <laughs> but, but I know, know, I know you don't. I know you don't. But but it's just like. Yeah. But at the same time, he looked disgusting, period. Even in the Patriots uniform, he looked disgusting. So, I don't right. know, man. Like, for me, I, I wouldn't do it if I'm a Niners, but do you think they will do it? How about that? No, I don't. So, if you're, if you're a betting man, you think that he goes right back to the Patriots? No. No, I, I think he's out. I think he's out. Um I just don't see the Niners as the destination because, as you said, they damn near won a bowl with uh, with, with uh, Jimmy Blue movie. So mm-hmm. I don't think you switch that up. Although I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this, and I'm not a Jimmy G detractor. Like I I really don't know what he is, but there's mm-hmm. certain cat. It's like. If 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 there's certain cats you wouldn't disrespect them and say, yo, only throw the ball eight times. In their in their prime. Like not we're not talking Peyton at the end when he didn't, you know, when he had no legs and no arms and was just out there in a wheelchair. We're not talking that. Or or, you know, God bless the dead career, or your man John Elway at the very, very end when it was like, listen, third and seventy nine hand that ball off the TD and don't, don't do nothing. Just let's just ride that out. Like that Jimmy G is in the prime of his life and he threw the ball eight times. Like he's not Blake Bortles. Like I would go to my coordinator and say, you know, come on, man, let me throw the rock a little bit. Let me get, let me get 15 attempts, not eight, not eight. So there's a part of me that looks at that and says, if they devise a game plan where they only allow him to throw the ball eight times and he agrees with it, that shows you what they think of his ability, period. I mean, so I that, hear you. All right, I hear you. But he played well enough for them to win the bowl. And then, of course, this season, when you watch the game, he made a lot of plays. And by the way, your slander of Elway's last season is crazy. Elway actually had one of the, his better seasons. If you're looking at his career overall, he had one of his better seasons last year. He wasn't he wasn't 
um, Peyton Manning's final season status. Dog, he dog, actually was my, point, my, my, my point was remembering Elway in the last season versus Elway in the middle of his career or even on the, up, uh, on the ascent. Can you imagine anyone telling John Elway, listen, we got Eric Dickerson and, you know, Joan, Jim Brown in the backfield. You only going to hand the ball off. You only going to hand the ball off. You'll get seven throws, eight or ten. Hell no. You don't do that to a great with the arm I know, that, no, that I he has. No, I understand what you're saying. I'm talking about your slander of his last year. His last year was like his fifth best season out of like 17 seasons. That was one of his better years. My point is, I think your 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 shade on Jimmy G is is is, is like you you discounting his play, like you're just discounting his play because at the end of the day, it's about matchups and how and how things work out. In the course of the season, Jimmy Garoppolo had a, a good season. Like he had a far superior season than Tom Brady did. Uh, I agree with that. I think that he had far better weapons than Tom Brady had, but. Where yeah, the decline, I mean, you know. the decline in Tom Brady, the decline in Tom Brady, is the fact that you can point to his weapons because it used to be no one could do more with less than Tom Brady. So the fact that you now have to point at his weapons is an indication of him falling off to a degree. But I would like to see him line it up one more time with true weaponry out there and see what occurs, as opposed to him throwing to. Manny Moe, Curl and Jack, Curly and Jack. He just he can't do that. What do? I think Tom Brady. I mean, they both threw about four thousand yards last year. Brady had like twenty four touchdowns. Garoppolo twenty seven. Here's the thing, he don't have them big tight ends uh, that he used to have that he could rely on. I just know two. Right. And the funny thing is, he actually started the season off very well. It's like he got to the and that's the thing about the NFL. It's a long season. It got towards the, the middle end of the season, and he started looking his age. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. one thing to like, you know, yeah. show up for a game or two, but when you got to go through the grind of a full season, dude, I'm like, how old is Tom Brady? Like, well, how old do you think Tom Brady is? Forty-three. Forty-three? I'm not forty-three yeah. yet, but I know that I'm younger than Tom Brady, and sometimes getting out of bed hurts, dog. That's all I'm gonna say. So him him playing at this high of a level, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. But gotta stop playing with you know, those girls. It is, it is, <laughs> You know, I, no comment. I'm just gonna leave it at that, man. No comment, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, stop snitching. I mean, anyway, um, but yeah, man. So to me, I, I wouldn't make the move. I'll roll with Jimmy G. I mean, you just went to a bowl for Christ's sakes. Like, can't be ready to move on right away these days. It's like, yo, we ain't winning, so let's just change quarterback. Who does that, dude? Let me ask you this question: If you had to average, if you had to drop Jimmy G back an average of 30 times a game. Do you believe that he's capable of winning games that way? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I disagree, yeah, but I, you know what? I don't and, even and, disagree. And, I just and, don't and know. Them, and watching him play this season, I've seen games mm-hmm. he did it, but also when it came to like clutch times. I mean, fact of the matter is, if, if Richard Sherman didn't get put on skates, he'd be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and this conversation don't even exist. I mean, uh, I think I still would analyze some of some of his games because I just haven't seen enough. Him winning, him winning the bowl, doesn't put him beyond analysis for for me. And and his game, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at his game. So we're no, gonna say Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson. Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson won games. Mm-hmm. No, to me, he's better than both of them. 
He actually made – he threw for 4,000 yards. I, I'm not looking, but I'm pretty sure Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson threw for 4,000 yards. <laughs> get Dilfer. But, but, but the fact that, fact of the matter is, like, if, if he wins the bowl, like, like – and he plays the way he played the season, they win the bowl, I don't think there's a conversation. Like, I just don't see changing your quarterback. Like, I don't know, man. That's just me. That's just me. Yo, shout to our brother Phil Maddox when you hear this, man. I, I got to know what you think, man. Like, should y'all be changing quarterbacks, man? Like, that's your Niners, man. Let me know what you think, man. Um, but, yeah, a couple other stories real quick, man. We got we to gotta go over what we're calling the ball report, man, because, you know, the ball family's back in the news. Uh, the legend, that's Jello Ball. Um, he's supposed to be signing with a G League team. Right now he's uh, playing for the OKC uh, G League team or whatever. But he's getting ready to sign a contract. His pop says he's going to be in the league in about three years. And, um... You know, his pop says that when he gets into the league in a couple of years, you know, he, he's going to be one of the highest scorers in the league. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, Jello is still chasing his hoop dreams, so to speak. Um, also, real quick, another VAR quote. Got to put these VAR, gotta put these VAR bars out there. He says that the Pelicans will beat the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So this is what VAR is saying, man. VAR is out here, you know, doing the circuit again. You know, talking, talking this talk. Uh, talk. See what you think about talk. Jello, man? You think Jello? Do you think Jello will ever get a chance to run rocket at the highest level? Uh no more than I did. That's pretty slanderous, man. You, you don't think Jello has the? Uh, oh, nice. You don't, you don't think Jello got the skill set to, uh, you know, play at the highest level? No, I say that Jello got plenty of skills. Jello ain't got the athleticism that exists there. Not that, not that defense is a focus. Not that it's a focus. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to absolutely be inept on defense, that means you got to be able to have Devin Booker night. And he doesn't. He's not able to have Devin Booker night. So, you know, to be completely mm-hmm. inept, you got to be one of them dudes. And he's not one of them dudes. He's a nice little okay. skilled, skilled player. Nice little jumper. Not going to blow by you. The only got a quick first step, but has decent, you know. He can't really jump. He can't really jump over a quarter, and that's the other thing. If you're not able to jump over a nickel, you have to be 6'8", 6'9", with a mean skill set. His skill set is pretty nice, but he's 6'4", at best, with no athleticism. So what, are you, what is he giving you? What's he giving you? Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to add here because I just think he's a positionless player at the highest level. So, you know, I mean, a lot of times with that, you know, be like, <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what he does. Um, I think you're right. I mean, that's my assessment, too. Not that he can't no, play ball, but yo, he might, the ball he got might, a little set. He might, his set, his set no, he shot cook, is nice. He, he got a nice set piece. He might cook at LA Fitness, man. I mean, you know, he might be one of them oh. balls that, you know. Oh, man. Oh, I could definitely see him giving out 90 a game in LA Fitness. He might His be an LA Fitness legend, man. Yeah. Yeah, he got an LA. He, he might be. He might be an LA Fitness legend. He one of them balls. LA Fitness legend right. ball. You know what I'm saying? I just did. Yo, real it. quick. Um, we got a quarter of the week. Uh, but before I get into the quarter of the week, did you get a chance to check out um Mike Tyson's latest podcast with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard? Uh, I did not yet, but it is on my list of things to do in life. Make sure you watch that. It's one, it's one of the more compelling, like, talks I've ever seen. It's, like, weird. Like, 
first of all, anytime Mike has a legendary boxer in his studio, um, he, he tries to pay homage. Blunt. He gives them the blunkin yes. of all. Yo, he kisses the brown out. Then. Yeah, he does. It's crazy. He does. But because but, he's Mike, but it's, it's but okay. He, yeah, absolutely. But it's also impressive to see how much of a history of his sport he is. Like, he's talking yeah. to Ray Leonard, and he's, like, calling back fights and rounds and specific things that happen in yeah. rounds to the point where, like, Ray Leonard is in awe. Like, yo, what is wrong? Like, why do you know that? Like, we're going to go to our graves uh, lauding the entertainment value that is Mike Tyson because of all the wild and ridiculous things that he does and says. But all of that aside, let me ask you this. How intelligent is Michael Tyson? How intelligent is he? No, he is. He's very, but it's almost like it's almost like he was blessed with that intelligence, but also the curses that like it's, it's weird. Like he's he's it's, it's just interesting. But that's what makes it interesting because not only that, he's talking about like the great warriors of like Alexander and the decisions they made in certain wars. Like he's a he's a he's a history buff, but I his think boxing knowledge is just. His boxing knowledge is somewhere else, but then he like flips and goes into like little parts of rage where he's like crying and angry. It's like it's it's just interesting to watch. Um, but yeah. Mike is probably his the, childhood. The most, his childhood was tortured, man. That's that's the all. He's that's all it really boils down to is his his childhood is is tortured, and we as adults, let me drop these this million dollars worth of game. And that's actually more like a billion dollars worth of game for free. Um, Jules. So the reality is everything that goes wrong with us interpersonally or what we put in our own ways to inhibit ourselves is based on what we did or did not receive as a child and what we didn't overcome and grow from as a child. That's for all of us. And so I can see in Mike Tyson where the battles that he had as a child, the things that he didn't get over but he just grew a shell around are really the inhibitors for, for him in, in, in life. It has nothing to do with his intellect. Oh shit. Breaking news. Breaking news. What we got? Uh, Dion waiters has just signed with the Lakers for the remainder of the season. So Dion waiters oh. is now a Los Angeles. That disappoints me in a couple of ways for a couple of reasons. Not that, you know, PSP always, you don't like it? PSP. Nah, I, I, I do, but the nostalgia, the nostalgic in me wanted to see the idiocy that is Earl get back in and say, be able to say okay. in L.A. who wants to fight. Um, the, the nostalgia in me, you know, the last middle-aged man to drop 50 wasn't Michael Jeffrey Jordan. It was another one of my favorites. And I wanted to see him get another run, and I'm I'm afraid that that was probably his last shot. So Jamal Crossover will probably never play in the NBA again if the Lakers didn't sign. So those two, those two, I, I wanted to see Earl, you know, a couple things, get hot, hit seven, eight three-pointers, and then do something idiotic. Uh, I wanted to see him, you know, trying to hit on Rihanna, those type of things. I needed that from Earl. And, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. Earl has a better shot at getting back in the league than Jamal Crawford does. 
but I was rooting for why both of those that? two players. What's wrong with like uh, last time I saw Crawford play, he still could ball. What like why is he not getting a shot? Um, a combination of age and and the reason that that uh, Jello uh, Jello's not going to get a shot. It's like as much as we know that defense isn't really a big deal in the league, the defense that you play, the more efficient and potent you have to be offensively. And Jamal Crawford can still summon nights where he's Jamal Crawford, but he can't do it every night. And he can't defend you, anyone that comes on this program. Not that he was ever interested in defending us either, but now he just really can't. So because he can't beat Jamal Crawford night in and night out, and it's only, you know, once a week, twice a month, three times, you know, teams aren't willing to do that for for a 39, 40-year-old. I think Deion Waiters uh, minus the gummies um, is a good signing because we yeah. watch the Lakers play when no, 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 LeBron's no. plus all of my all of my plus. all of my thoughts were just based on my appreciation for the other gentleman's game. Deion Waiters minus the gummies and minus the idiocy in in his character and personality. I think Deion Waiters can be a twenty to twenty two point score per game if given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's he's a cheap bucket. Like he's a cheap bucket. He can go and get it against some of the very best in the league on any given night and give you work. Now he's an idiot, but yeah. you know, so are a lot of people. Yeah, but getting back to um, our original conversation, man, when you get a chance to make sure you check out that Mike and uh, Ray Leonard um, conversation, that was this very compelling content, and um, you know, uh, salute for that. But um, the quote of the week before we get to the phone lines, um, I see the phone lines. I believe that's Tobias there. But before we get to that, quote of the week uh, is from um, something Mike Tyson said during that uh, interview. He's talking about not liking the train and workout and all that. He said, but it's about discipline. Discipline is doing what you hate to do, but doing it like you love it. So that's a quote from Mike Tyson right there, man. Powerful quote from from the legend. Bars! Yo, Mike Tyson, Don DeMarco. Mike Tyson will bar your yeah. life away if you listen carefully. <laughs> yeah, Mike three with everybody watching. But anyway, um, stat of the week. I'll tell you that he broke his back. Spinal. <laughs> stat of, of the week, and this is interesting because uh, there's a lot of young talent in the National Basketball Association. And this thing of ours will always last because as legends get older and fade away and go out of the game, we always have new stars emerging. So right now, um, for the first time in NBA history, there are four players who are under the age of 21. So that's 21 or younger, and they're on pace to average 21 plus points per game. Right now, Trey Young is averaging 20. Trey Young is averaging 29.8 a game. Luka Luka Doncic is averaging 28.6 a game. Zion is putting up 24.1 a game, and Jason Tatum is putting up 23.5 a game. So, Jason, he's been in the league for a while to be a part of this. Who? Jason. He's been around too long to be a part of this. What did he get drafted no, at 17? Just, Paul got drafted very young, man. But, yo, but I mean, that, that listen, that's part of it. Cats get drafted, like, you know, very young now. So, they get a couple years in before they still fit under 21. But, you know, Cats used to come in the league at 23. But, uh, I mean, you know, right now, man. It's a lot of young cats out of here getting to a bucket, man. Like, yo, yo, yo Trey and Luca. Cats are getting to a bucket. 
I watch Trey play, man, and just based on who I am as a human being, I actually tried not to like dudes, but I like dudes, man. I like dudes, man. Yeah. He's funny. He don't smile. He be cooking. He be making a fool of cats. He be dancing and boogieing on them. Yeah, he bring he. Yo, he, I got a. I bang with dude. He's completely entertaining. I got a second. I got a. I got an absolutely second stat of the week that I came across this past week, and I'm only bringing this up because I, I want to. You know, this is something that sounds like you'd appreciate. So, uh, Terrence Ross, who plays for the Magic, they played the Heat. Oh, Terrence Ross put up. Terrence Ross put up 35 points. He has zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. I'm like, yo, my man just had 35, and everything else on the stat sheet was a complete zero. So um, that's <laughs> that's one of the more the reason. The reason the re- that's an that's insane. The reason that that is insane. I'm the, I don't know how familiar you are with Terrence Ross's game, but he is one of these guys that, in my opinion, put zero energy and effort into developing and becoming what he should have been or should be. Yo, dude has the the talent and the skill set to be a star, but I, I think he has no interest in it. Like, he just wants to score every now and again when he feels like it. You remember Terrence Ross put up 50. Peace to his name. Can't hear you guys on the switchboard. Uh, I'll call you guys right back and see if I can hear you guys that way because I, I heard the unmuted. Where are we at? Waiting for Tobias to uh, give a call back in. Let me see. Tobias, you, Tobias, if you can't, I mean, let me know if you can hear me now, Tobias. But anyway, man, um, let's see if Tobias is back here on the line. Neil, what's up, Neil? I see Neil just joined us. How are you? But listen, um. Like I was saying, for those that don't know, uh, you can check out our website. That's scoremsports.com. While you're there, take a look around. Click on the Contact Us tab to send us a message about our company, our show, or to inquire about sponsorship and advertising opportunities or joining our network. For general inquiries, you can email us, info at warroomsports.com. While you're browsing the site, click on the memorabilia tab to buy Warroom Sports merchandise. Click the blog tab to read our latest articles in the All's Fair and Sports and War blog. And click the respective icons and tabs to follow us on all social media platforms. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast or to watch our webcast. You can do that at War Room Sports TV. Listen, everything we do, the bottom line is at the hub of warroomsports.com. But right now, if you're listening and you want to join the show, go to blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. In our chat room, sign up for a free profile, Blog Talk Radio. 
you don't want to create an account, you can sign up through your Facebook or Twitter accounts. And while you're at it, click follow to get updates and reminders about the show. We'll be taking questions and reading posts from Facebook, Twitter, and the chat room, and the War Room Sports Game Time group on group me, you know, on the group me app. And we'll do all that during the show. If you want to call in and speak with us, dial the Digital Extreme Technology Hotline. That's three two three four one zero 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 one two. Press one when prompted. If you are listening from your phone, you know, just press, you know, press that one. Let's see if we can get Tobias on now and see what's going on. Hey, Tobias, can you hear I can now? hear you guys just fine now. How you guys doing? Oh man, I don't know what's going on, man. You know, blog talk hating on us, man. You know, the, the powers that be don't want us having this conversation, hey. man. What's going on, man? Jim Crow Joe out there making sure we can't talk on the blog talk no more. You know what I'm saying, man? What's you know, they don't want us brothers communicating, man. Yeah, man, y'all talk about Mike Tyson. The thing Mike Tyson, I can put the best analogy I can. He's that hot, that rookie with potential, who you know had talent, that went to the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> no stability. <laughs> and when you're young, you need that stability around you to grow, hit your maximum potential. There's a lot of talented guys in these sports who had talent, but they had that stability, and they go to these organizations and die. But you know what, though? I don't know. You're talking about, about you giving Jameis another excuse or something? No, 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 no. no. I said the Sacramento Kings. I'm going to tell you why I don't think that fits. Because the Sacramento Kings are the Sacramento Kings. Mike Tyson was once the most feared man on the planet and held all the belts. So he reached the, he's reached the pinnacle, and a lot of times he comes up in goat conversations. You'll never hear the Kings even sniff that, like – I don't think I, I don't think Mike hit. Tyson could be compared. Now, what I was saying was that I think that if he had that stability, I know a custom auto passed away and stuff like that, that he could have been even better, sustained a little bit longer. And uh, you know, that's yeah. my thing there. But, I mean, but, we uh, often wonder what would have happened if if Cust, if Cust never passed. Everybody wonders what would have happened. But at the same time, though, even with yeah, that being said, he still he still reached levels that most cats will never reach. So it was like I don't think Mike Tyson literally can be compared to anybody. Like, and that's what makes him so unique. Um, it's like I, I, yo, he's I, extreme. I have, Mike, I have Mike as a great. I have him at the table, not necessarily the grown folks table of guys, but like maybe the minor guys. Um, and a part of that is is my bias because he is probably my favorite boxer. Um, I, when, when you look at his career in a vacuum, Mike had a great, great career, great, great career. I think we expected based on the talent, talent yes. to see him challenged for the greatest of all like time. Shaq. And it's kind of like Shaq and, in a way. Having all of those drugs in his body, um, it, it inhibited that. It inhibited that. So, man, you know Mike what? is. Listen, y'all slandering Mike, man. I'm gonna tell you why Mike is a legend. No, no, Mike is a legend for a lot of. Are you talking out of turn? No, I think we're all talking together. <laughs> I normally don't do interview with women unless I fornicate with them. <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm uh, the most brutal and uh, vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I'm going to eat your children. Crazy children. <laughs> Yeah, you changed my you changed my mind. You're right. He's the greatest next to Muhammad Ali. You're right. Yeah. And he was yeah. Sonny Liston. What are we talking about? Yo, Mike, yo, Mike would have killed Sonny Liston. 
Mike, Mike would have made funny listening. But see, but see, the thing with Mike, though, Here's how you have to look at it. You have to look at it at his ultimate peak, right? So Mike peaked early. That's the one thing you can say. If you watch Mike's entire career, Mike peaked early. Mike Mike peaked um, before he started wearing, like, T-shirts. In the he said, we used to just walk out there with no socks, no shirt. Yo, he was the most feared man on the planet. But at his at his apex, there wasn't too many dudes, man, that was like that, man. And Ever. In that prison, and, in that prison, yo, in that prison time, Rob. That prison I'm, time, Rob, was prime, too. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say this to bias. I'm biased. So Jimmy, yo, you'll always. I try and be objective and analytical about Mike. You always gonna be able to talk me into saying that Mike is the second best of all time because that that's just he he's a part of the soundtrack to my childhood, and like that was my introduction to boxing. Like you know, we saw. Hagler and Hearns, and we saw Sweet Pea. We saw all them dudes, and they were great. But Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, yo, come on, man. Mike was us. Mike was and, every, yo. You know what it yo, is? And even, what if, is? Even, even if he's not the greatest boxer, Tobias, he's the most entertaining uh, athlete of all time, in my opinion. But go ahead, though, Tobias, go ahead. You know, it reminds me of, like, pro wrestling, right? There's a lot of guys who can go in the ring, but there was only one Stone Cold, one rock like that who's, like, Transcends as a superstar, where even your mamas and your grandmamas do. But uh, exactly. like I know y'all talking about Tom Brady. I know y'all talking about Tom Brady, right? And all these teams uh-huh. lining up, like the 49ers, right? I think Jimmy Garoppolo's a fine player. I think he fell victim. I think he's his inflated by the whole back when stat number. I don't think he's. I think he's a good player. But so people expect him. Oh, they won all these games. But they'll be complete fools to trade Tom, to to get John Brady and let go of a twenty eight year old quarterback who only had one full season of starting. And uh, and guys, here's the thing: Kyle Shanahan runs an offense where the quarterback has to move. Brady can't move. It's it's kind of like like <laughs> the bus are bringing it. It's kind of the bus are bringing like so he's forty three. He he see what and like Drew Brees for example. He both of them phased down the stretch of the past few seasons. Drew Brees missed five games, so you know he looked kind of refreshed those last couple of games. Brady has mm-hmm. fallen off those, both of them last couple of seasons, like towards like the last part of the season. That's fine. Yes, yes, they're both yes. 40, 40 years old, and that's okay. That's their age. Nobody's knocking them. And, uh, and so why would you bank your future of your team? Who has a soup? Because NFL don't have NBA windows. You don't get a window in the NFL for the people that get paid. Why are you banking that on a 43-year-old guy who wasn't that good the past couple of years here, who had a number I one agree defense? With Listen, people I don't want to say this about Brady. I was, I watched their first game. I was out of town. I, I remember it because I was, I, I was in, I was in Canada watching their first game, and to watch Tom Brady in Week One and to watch him in like Week 14, it was like two different people. It was like, yo, Week One, he came yeah. out the first game of the season looking like I thought they was about to run the table. By week fourteen, I was like, "Yo, if you don't get this old man off the field, he's trash." Yeah, because people talk about older oh, weapons. Dude, dude, England tried. Josh Gordon kept doing powder. AB went crazy. It happened, <laughs> and Grunk, and Grunk held on how to retire any time of the tight end. And but they keep, but see, I think New England's players over the years were underrated. They just weren't stars. They did their jobs. Like like they had good running backs. They always had good defenses, good offensive lines. He wasn't out here trying to play with Detroit Lions talent, right? He wasn't doing that every year, or Cleveland Browns talent. 
Yeah, but the media makes no. It out they to lost. Be that way, they but, lost. They lost games. They lost games because of him. Not despite. They lost games because of him this year. Yep. Yeah. No, yep. I mean Brady. Brady. Brady had talent, and I'll acknowledge this. What you're saying, really, it, it depends on where you look for talent. With a trained and keen eye, you identify the fact that the New England Patriots were amazing, amazing at recruiting and finding and positioning offensive and defensive line talent. Is controlling, is investing in talent that controls the line of scrimmage. His whole philosophy is if I have the best fat guys, if I have the best fat guys, all you other dudes that run around here, I can find y'all in gym class. And that's cool. I got Tom Brady, and and I'm good. But my my offensive and defensive lines are going to be amazing, and that's what carried them, and that's a part of the formula. So, you know, you can put together a whole bunch of skill position talent and sell tickets, but you'll never really win. Um, And and that's, you know, when you you look at all Super Bowl winning teams – they all have top ten line, mm. like you know that's that's just a that's a necessity. So that's where yep. I think I think that that people who understand the game of football do that team a disservice because they say there's no talent. No, there's no talent that you notice because all you pay attention to is the outsides, the running backs, and the sexy positions. The offensive and defensive line have always been uber talented for New England. Yeah, and so you and say all that right. And plus, Brady's you got his football, especially football. You got to get players that fit. For example, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are great players, receivers, right? They don't fit that New England system because of how they run routes and everything like that. They use those quick twitch receivers, catch everything short. They're like Benson Jackson back in the day, a couple of years ago. That don't fit with Brady. That's okay. So you don't just go off accumulate players. Belichick built a team. And, like, even in Saban and Alabama, always by defensive line. Look at the drafts all the time. Alabama players, defensive line, offensive line. Because you can have all the best skill position players in the world, but if you can't block nobody and you can't push nobody against they, you ain't going to do it. And, like, look at my Buccaneers, right? Since Jason, like the general manager, took over in 2014, kind of sad a month for y'all. They say 2004 the same uh, as they have pass rushers, too. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care who's back there because if you don't invest in your trenches, I don't care who's back there. You're not going to win many games because there will be some days where your quarterback doesn't have it. Look at that Super well, Bowl. Tobias, Tobias, they have three Tobias. And, that, and that would be my argument to not really knowing whether Brady is complete trash or not. I realize he did fall off towards in, in the middle of the season, but I don't think their offensive or defensive line, particularly their offensive line, was all that good this year. I don't think they have great offensive line talent right now. Yeah, and you count on one you count on one hand all those many years he's been twenty years he's been there that they have had good offensive line play. You count on one hand, and the other thing with Brady, people are missing, he's been in one system for twenty years, one set of coaching because people don't realize. NFL assistant coaches don't leave for, like, lateral job. They leave for head coaching gigs. He has the same system, same voices, same all this stuff. He has to go to change everything. And that's why I'm looking at fit. Like, for example, right, 
You like Ron Buckley talking about going with Teddy Bridgewater, giving him $25, $30 million. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind you place the cat, but you'll get somebody that fits your system, right? Because Bruce Arians, unlike Andy Reid, won't change his offense to fit the quarterback. And Teddy's not that guy who can sit back there, take hits, and, and lob it up. He ain't that type of guy. So if you don't fit the offense around him, he's just going to fail. And I think that's another underrated thing as well because they changed the offense to fit Brady New England. They set him up for success. And that's what that's also part of an organization. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, um, all great points, Tobias, man. Listen, man. Yeah. Um, so you, go ahead, go ahead. Now I'll say this because I know you guys got to run. How many over under? How many four segments that these uh, talking head shows going to talk about Dion Waiters putting the Lakers over the top to next this year? Yo, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be disgusting. They're going to talk about it all day. It's going to be pretty disgusting, man. Like it's just, oh yeah. man. You know what it is though? I'm gonna tell you what I realize. What it is? What it is is like the the talking head show format when they realize it work. They put one on hour after hour, so now you got to hear the same story regurgitated by like a bazillion they, people. And I guess it's just a different, it just a, a slightly different perspective and style. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, man. You, you know, you yeah, know what I hate man. about you know, you know, you know, I hate how they doing Zion, right? One, I love the fact that he's actually playing out the post. It's like, hey, you can still play out the post. I wonder how how kind of analytics guys ain't killing him right now. But anyway, uh, you know, but it's like the kid's nineteen. And all we doing is it's not his fault right here. It's the media. They keep talking about his stats. The team lost the game. Why are we worrying about your stat line if you lose the game? And and that was and, it, and that's that's what killing me right there. Like Trey Young. I'm sorry. You may have good great talent and skill, but you, I can't call you a great player if your team picking one of the top five in the lottery every year. I can't call you a great player because <laughs> you're a great player for the elevate. Because I always point to Kevin Garnett. I'm not saying he's top ten ever. But he got Minnesota. He may not have gotten far. But he got those non-talent teams to the playoffs in that West. He may have got booted, but at least he got no, on No, but the thing is, let's, let's, <laughs> you let's, know? let's be honest, though. In my Tobias voice, let me, let's be honest here. You I was tweeting for that, too, by the way. The go ahead. Until, until, <laughs> until they started getting him talent, until they got into Sam Cassell, Malik Sealy, rest in peace, until they went and got yep. him a Wally Zerbiak. They went and got him some talent, you know, because – at the end of the day, man, nobody wins alone, man. There's a lot of great players. Man, Trey, 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 Trey Young, Trey Young is great, man. Trey Young playing with fiddly, probably fiddly pump. That team is young, and they're young. The yeah, they're young. You know what? You know what I hate about how they built that team? You built them too young. Throw a veteran or two yeah. in those teams so they can show them how to grow. Not not Andre Iguodala, Andre Jordan. We think he is. And by the way, before I go. Wouldn't it be ironic they you know Oklahoma City's shopping Chris Paul? Wouldn't it be ironic if they traded him to the Heat and they sent Igloo Dollar to the Thunder? <laughs> One would he report then. But uh, <laughs> 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 hey, you guys, hey, you guys, take it easy. And John Morant, you the rookie of the year because hey, you took a Word. team. I'm not knocking Zion, but 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 Zion is the truth. Not Zion, but John Morant is the truth. And and I'm happy for yeah. and I'm happy that. He taking that team, but I'm mad at it. Got to be in Memphis. <laughs> you guys have a good one, man. All right, Tobias. All right, man. All right, next week. All right, peace, peace, peace. Peace. Yeah, man, be awesome. It's time to jump right into it and talk about what happened this past week. Everybody was on the grind. 
some some stories I definitely gotta get your perspective on, man. First thing, man, um, your little cousin Bubba Chef, man. So, AI and Reebok um are to pay college application fees for rising seniors at his alma mater. So they made the announcement he's gonna pay college application fees. Um, funny thing is, in reading the story, like you know, I was like, okay, that's dope. Then as I read like further about it, I didn't realize how big of a problem this is. Like, what colleges are charging for application fees in 2020. And how certain kids can only apply to like one school because of the application fees. I'm like, I, it's like so many problems in the world. The, like, yeah, things that you just don't know. The exist. application, the application fee ha- uh, racket is uh, it's a racket, man. It's it's they they run it. That's crazy. That's crazy, cause I didn't I didn't know that was like a like a, I was reading up on it. I'm like, yo, this is a thing out here. Like, you know, it doesn't affect you, so you don't know. But you know, like. Right. Damn! Like anyway, this world is not this world is not built for poor people. I tell you that. Um, yeah, I tell you that much. Hank salute Gavin. to Bubba, man. To the Chuck. Yeah, Hank Gavin, the Philadelphia legend, um, has a statue unveiled at Loyola Marymount University. So I want to say rest in power to Hank Gavin. And for those who aren't from Philly, don't they'll know what kind of legend this man is. But we thought he was going to be to the bank. at the table. At the yeah. Table. Yeah, you know yeah, saying? him and Len Bias. They were supposed to be at the table. We we saw we saw what Hank gathered at the Shack when um, they played in college. You know, Shaq Shaq gave him the business back, but Hank gave him that work. Let's just put it that way. If y'all know what I'm talking about, go Hank, look up Leola Mary. Hank is, Hank Hank's, Shaq, Hank's work was too. worth more because Hank's work was work Hank's work was worth more because Shaq was two times the size of Zion Williams. So it's different. Yeah. So salute to Hank Gathers, rest in power to the legend, man. Um, Chicago State's men's hoop team, they're not traveling to their next two WAC games, and a women's hoop team cancels two games uh, due to the coronavirus. So now, you know, it, it started at wow. this level, but you got people canceling games. Respect the shooter. Man, what you think, man? Yo, it's, <laughs> what do I really think or – you know what can I do Uh-oh. on the air? Uh-oh. What can I say on the air? Uh oh. Um. Uh oh. I'm just gonna say this. You. You have to uh, study human behavior, and understand what you can and can't get away with. Uh, if you're the powers, if you're the powers that be. Um. My understanding of COVID-19 is that it is highly, highly, highly contagious, highly contagious, mm-hmm. but it's not particularly deadly by any stretch of the imagination. There are diseases that are uncured or non-curable that are out there every day that don't get the press that have been out there for mm. So... I think that we're studying human behavior when a quote-unquote quasi-pandemic occurs so we understand what we can and can't do. We understand the impact and effects on the marketplace. We understand everything that happens globally so that when it is real and it's not a fire drill, we know exactly what people are going to do and not going to do. That's what I see. So what you're saying basically is you can't complain about the coronavirus if you're out there not wearing a condom, even though more people die from AIDS. Oh, man, another weapon. Another weapon. 
Because, I mean, because no, corona, anyway, because listen, the coronavirus is definitely a weapon. COVID nineteen is a weapon. To go okay. to go okay, even deeper, even... I heard, I heard there was a handshake among certain men to say, "Yo, we can't turn the entire world into an inferno, so let's just use these germs." But you didn't hear that from me, though. Yo, I'm, you know, I'm with all the conspiracy talk, man. I, you about to have me put my Hotep Umar hat on and go in real quick, man. So you're saying because of the trade war with China, this is why this – no, man, I'm going to chill right now. Um, but, yeah, man, um, getting back to uh, our sports talk, this right here is, like, is, was disgusting, you know. Uh, a Celtics fan DM Russell Westbrook's wife and wished cancer on their whole family, and she, like, shared it. Like, yo, look at this DM I got. It was a Celtics fan. So they hope that, you know, her and their babies catch cancer and die. But, uh, you know, what's that got to do with hoops? Like, imagine your life being so, like, just disgusting that you like, yo, before I go to bed, let me DM Russell Westbrook's wife. Like, what's wrong with you, cuz? Like, that's beyond sports. Anyway, man, um, just, just, just disgusting, cuz. But that's what, you know, Celtics fans do, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um. Anyway, man, what you think about that though, B. Austin? Hey, yo, B. Um, I I think that this is I think that this society and social media has really gone o- almost too far. Almost, uh, it's almost at a point where, and 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 Russ, I get it because Russ has the type of personality. Although, you know, he has a strong jawline for the transgender community and the way that he dresses, I'm going to excuse that and just look at him as some level of strong black man. Strong, Mm -hmm. unapologetic black masculinity is threatening, always has been, probably always will be. And the response to that energy is a negative one because the perception is that what he is giving off is negative. Whether it is or not, I don't perceive it to be negative, but the perception can be. And so that gives them an excuse to uh, to do that, to treat him that way. Inexcusable. You know, it, it is, Inexcusable. It's something, to, it's, some, it's something to what you're saying because how many times is Russ getting attacked by fans? It's like, yo, it's always Russ. Um, and I think it's because of the way he carries himself as being an unapologetic alpha male, and, and people don't like when um, black men are unapologetically alpha males. You know what I'm saying? They, they want you to cower and bow down. So you know, FOA to them, and FOA to this ball. Um, LA Fitness, and this happened in King of Prussia. This is the Burbs. Um, they was running rock, and yo, I guess ball got too many buckets, and um got murdered in the parking lot of L.A. Fitness, man. Is this what you do now? How do a hoops argument like go that far, cuz? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't hear you. It's been that way. It's been that way for years. Um, it's been that way, uh, for years. Not, not necessarily publicized, but something's gotta gotta give with Dosterone leading sick people to uh resort to the ultimate act of violence over nothing. Nothing being right, I want you to hold that, I want you to hold that thought. I'll tell you this next story. I'm gonna tell you the next story, which actually 
is along the line along the same lines, man. The male ego is crazy. Like I, it's funny people don't understand just how crazy the male ego is. The ego is the enemy. Um, it's a great book by the way. Ego is the enemy. But ego is the enemy. Repeat this other story. So it was a former uh, Temple uh, football player. He was at a bar and um got into an argument with somebody. Um, you know, so they met up later on. You know, out they exchange hands. They exchange hands. So he supposedly put paws on the ball. And the ball went and grabbed this Roscoe and banged him in the head. Like, so this goes along the same lines of the last story. But this time, the, this ball stepped outside, like, with the fair one, but then lost. And couldn't take loose. Yo, Yo I, I hate that. I hate And I, I feel that makes me feel some type of way because as a man, as a human being, I'm going to say it's, it's right per se to shoot the one, to shoot the fair one. But it's almost like a right of, all right, if we can't talk it out, listen, let's throw these hands. Whoever says uncle taps out. Cool. You took that L. We come back another day. Now we know and that's ideal in the real world. Things like this occur. But I think it's mad corny that people can't accept losses. But my man Mike Tyson lost. Everybody can lose. Anyone can. Everybody can. Anybody can lose, man. That's the thing. Like, I have more respect if you take it and take the loss and just, like, you know, fall back. Cause you, take the you know, L. Exchange hands. You, you stood up like a man and exchange hands. But, you know, that's crazy, man. Like, this is the world we live in, man. Um Sad man, rest in power to both of those gentlemen who lost their life on the street, man. But uh, you know, and, and Neil, I see you in the chat room, man. Um, you know, I just want to say happy birthday to you. See, you know, I, I peeped that, so happy birthday from the war room. Um, but yeah, man, those are the stories that happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Night. Um, this day in sports history is brought to you by the Bowie Falcons Youth Basketball Program. Everybody knows that the war room loves the kids. And since you were all part of our family, it's time for you to show love. The Bowie Falcons are a seven, you, seven under and eight under startup travel basketball team in the suburban Washington, D.C. area. Please show your support by donating anything you can, anything you can to assist the program in its preparation for the 2020 summer circuit. All proceeds go to reserving gym time for practices, travel tournaments, local summer leagues, and summer basketball camps. To place a donation, simply visit the front page of our website, WarroomSports.com and click on a Bowie Falcons flash ad in the top of the page. So you show your support. We try to help these young hoopers out here, man. This is our way of uh, using our platform to try to help the youth. So you can do that right at WarroomSports.com. But uh, this date in sports history, um, let's talk about Larry Legend. Larry Legend underwent a bacchiotomy. He had back fusion surgery in March of 1993. Um, it's crazy because I remember um, towards the end of Larry's career and, like, all the issues he had with his back, and he was still giving out buckets. It used to be weird because he used to lay on the Celtics, like, on the Celtics bench, he used to lay on the the, uh, the floor in front of it. But he had all sorts of back issues, um, which, you know, cut his career short. But to think that he played several years in pain is absolutely insane because he still was putting up buckets, no. man, so – Larry Legend, I saw Larry Legend give cats 40 with no back, with a broken back. Like, Yo, I saw I saw Larry Legend give the, the Hawks so much work that their whole bench start laughing at their own team. Like, 
Because he was just, he was giving them all sorts of. Oh, yeah. They was laughing at me. That's one of the me. greatest clips. That's one of the greatest clips in the history of sports, yo. You know what I'm talking about? Um, go to YouTube and look up. Uh, Larry Legend Atlanta will Hawks come down and talk Hawks. shit to your bench and have a running conversation with your coach. Asking about you and why you were guarding. Why do you have this guy guarding? Don't put no white guys on. I'm too good for that. Don't put no white guys on me about a white guy. Larry Legend was out of control, yo. It's crazy, man, because, yo, you can't forget just how good he was, or they don't care because that's Tom Pest is on. Everybody thinks that, you know, um, old players can't do anything. Like, yo, Larry Bird, like, was a beast. No. And, and he's, proof, he's proof that athleticism, while it matters, we probably overvalue it because he couldn't run fast, jump high, move side to side. He couldn't do anything athletic. But he could give you 30, yeah. 10 and 10. And did a lot of that. You know, with with uh, needing a backyotomy, you know, which he got, which he did get though. Um, this week in sports history, yo. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, at this crazy. point, at this point, are we okay with saying that LeBron Ramon James is the greatest small forward of all time? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's at the table of guys. You know, I don't believe the best, but he's at the table of guys, and he's probably at the head of the table. Um, for for that particular position. Yeah, the crazy thing about that is he's like um, a modern version of a Larry Legend. The way he sees the floor, um, he couldn't shoot as well as Larry Legend, but all the other intangibles. The thing that's most impressed me about LeBron James and watching him play is his basketball IQ. Um, You know, and and he seemingly makes the right basketball plays, although sometimes that gets him criticized you know, um, for not being more aggressive and not always making the right basketball play, but that's his game. His game is making the right basketball play. So I would say, yeah, I mean, he's right there, but Larry's right there too. They at that same table. Now, right. So, so the My reason I, the reason I asked that is a lot of times I feel people gave LeBron that, that mantle before he earned it and before he was truly greater than Larry Legend. Because I, I wouldn't have given LeBron being better than Larry Legend until maybe four years ago. People just yeah. throw it as a shoe in, like maybe five years into his career. Oh, yeah, he's better than Larry Bird. No, no, he wasn't. Well, here's my question. I got, I know, I know it's going to be like Bird. My, the, the four that come on the top of the head for me right away are uh, Bird, LeBron, Pippen. And let me see. Worthy. And I guess Doc. Who else you got up there? No. No who? Dominique. I can't hear you, bro. Okay, Nick's there too. Yeah, that was that was that was my uh my my top was was Neek, and I was debating whether Neek or Doc. I know that I'm gonna get I'm gonna get lambasted for taking Neek over Doc. Doc was more of a winner than than Neek, but Neek's skill set was amazing. How about Kevin Durant? Where's he ranked? 
Ooh. Ooh. I want to cop out and say I want to wait until the end of his career, but since we're not doing that for LeBron, um, I go LeBron, Larry. I go LeBron, Larry, and Kevin. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't think you're wrong. I mean, you can't be wrong. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Scotty Pippen's right up here too, but. You know, um, Scottie Pippen is interesting because depending upon who you talk to, he could be overrated or underrated. Just depends upon who you talk to. But uh, you know, yeah, uh, I'm actually it's it's funny you mentioned because I'm a I'm a I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a fan. I but I actually think Pip is overrated. Okay. I I think we overrate him. I think his ability to do so much at a very, very, very high level leads us to rate him higher than he is. No one we name I mean is he better than to me and the only person he'd be in the contact in, in the conversation with individually for me would probably be Dominique. He's not better than than LeBron. He's not better than Larry Legend. He's not better than Durant. He's not better than Doc. Here's the thing: we though, can right? get basketball. Yeah. Basketball is played on both sides of the basketball. He's a better defensive player than everybody you named. He, like he is, he is, and, and a lot of he times, and a lot of a, times we that's a great point. We just negate that all all the way through. And I think yeah, that season that he no, had it's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Like that defensively, season he defensively, he wasn't even a small forward. He was just a wing. He guarded whomever, from your one Yo, to your four. I, he could, I he watched, could defend. I I was talking to Dev in the group chat about it. I was watching some like highlights of like the Bulls from the nineties, and what impressed me the most was like, yo, their defense on the wing was scary. Like. When when Rodman got there and it was Pippen, Rodman and Jordan and they would clamp down, yo, it was like watching the '85 Bears um, playing basketball. It was crazy. And you and you and you you kind of pooped on my man stuttering Ron because stuttering Ron could lock up. I mean, he was part of it too. Yeah, yeah. Yo, and they had stuttering Ron would lock scary, up. Like defensively. Like you know, everybody remembers Mike floating in the air and, and doing all his Mike type stuff. But when they when they locked down defenses because it was it was curtains. It was a, it was a whole different ball game, man. So you know we can't forget that when we uh, talk about um, talk about small forwards. We in, in our group chat we got a uh, George Gervin, Ice Man. He definitely has to be mentioned. He's a legend. Um, and Scotty just Elvin Hayes. I don't know why I thought Elvin Hayes powerful. Yeah. Is Elvin Hayes a power forward or a small forward? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. You know, sometimes let me see. Who's Elvin Hayes? The, the uh, big who's your Laker He's a power dude forward. that played with? Who's the Laker yeah, that Elvin played Hayes with Jerry West? Power forward and center. Oh, Elgin Baylor. Elgin mm-hmm. Baylor was a was a was a was a yeah. Adrian Dantley and well, Alex Duff- in yeah, English Duff- were buckets. 
Oh yeah, they definitely they they all buckets. They all buckets. But Elvin at Hayes the, is the big the man. Three. He wouldn't. He wouldn't yeah. qualify. After, Elgin Baylor would qualify. Yeah, Iceman was definitely nice. Um, maybe yeah, Elgin Baylor but, would qualify. But Iceman, uh, Iceman, Iceman, even at six six eight, spent too much time at the two to qualify for this conversation because a lot of times they ran him as the big guard, as the uh, mm-hmm. as the uh, two guard. They didn't play him at the you three know, well, exclusively. Let me ask you a question, and, and, and I'll see what you feel about this. Another another person who played at the two, spent a lot of time at the three, um, who mm-hmm. probably like never get mentioned in history but was a pretty good player, was Jason Richardson. What do you think about his game? Uh... Or am I drawn by bringing him up in this conversation at all? Yeah, I am shocked knowing you that you would bring him even into the conversation. Yeah, why are we talking about I mean, I know, I know, I, mean, I know for a fact he's nowhere near like you know he's nowhere near these guys we're talking about. But let's I ain't even, I ain't even being, I ain't even being funny. I think I know the answer based on the fact you brought him up. But was he that much better than like Richard Jefferson? Absolutely. He, did, way, he had way more skill. No, he put up way more yeah. numbers. He had he had several seasons where he was he was twenty and five five. Like he had several of those yeah. seasons where he was, you know. Yeah, he yeah. had several of those seasons. For the most part, he was an eighteen point he had several seasons. I, I got 20. I got I got a better I got a better one for you. I got a better one for you. So for him, and yo, despite for his career, both, both, he's seventeen five and three. Both both of our both of our opinions notwithstanding, because we think he's a batch, but T Mac should be in the conversation because T Mac really was a three. Well, he's more of a two guard though. He's more of a two played two guard. Mm. He did. He played mm. two guard. He played two guard because it was always a debate between him and Kobe because they played the same position. He was a two guard um, for the yeah. most part, and even when he played with his cousin, he played the two when his cousin played the three. So, and speaking of his cousin, Vince, he didn't bring him Vince up at played, all. Vince still, played the three <laughs> in Toronto. He's still playing, yo. Yo, Vince still playing. Yo, thing. yo, why, why? <laughs> yo, what are you doing, man? I, and 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 they showed a play the other day where he would have dunked it, and he had to do a jelly, and his jelly was under the rim. Yo, I was Vince like, Carter is man. messing the stats. Like cats on the real like yo, Vince Carter has seasons, man. Young Vince averaged twenty seven yeah. a game, man. Right now he averages yeah, four. <laughs> yo, he messes yeah, his hands up, man. Yo, I don't know what Vince is doing, man. I don't he's know. Roy Jones in right now. That's what he's doing. That's what we call yeah, it. He's Roy Jones, yeah. man. Watched up flabby and sick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand what what boys trying to do. Larry Holmes Larry Holmes slash Roy Jones in, man. But Vince is messing his maybe numbers. Just, maybe he just love he just loves ball, man. He love who? He's not ready to go to LA Fitness and get a run. He wants a real run. Yo, real quick though, because we definitely got to talk some more hoops. Because I got I got to like talk to you about what's going on in, uh, in the basketball world. But real quick, check out our website at warriorsports.com to call and speak with us about any of the topics we've talked about thus far. Dial the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline. That number is three two three. Four one zero 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 one two. Press one when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press one if you want to talk. I'm gonna talk about the NBA, and this NBA rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. 
Yo, bottom line is this, yo. If you need a website, here's what you got to do with your website. Hit up digitalextremetech.com because you can't be out there at the trash websites, 267-205-4203, and say, yo, I, got, I heard this at the war room. I need a discount. Get your discount. But, yo, um, players of the week. So the players of the week, we got Stats, Chris Stats Porzingis. In, uh, in the West, we also got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let me give you the stats. Uh, stats put up 26.3 points, 11.8 rebounds, 2.5 assists, and 2.3 blocks. The team went 3-1. and one. And Giannis put up 28.5, 16.5 rebounds, and 5.5 assists. Also had one block a game, and his team went 4-0. and oh. So those are your players of the week. Um, it's, it's nice to see Stapps, um, you know, playing well. He started off slow this season. Yeah, season, coming back but, from uh, that injury. I, I, I have a question. I, I got a question for you, and and it really is from yes, my own personal information because I don't know the answer. Uh, what position does Antetokounmpo play? What, what position does he play? I don't, I don't know. I'm not aware. He's up there too. He's he's a, he's a new small forward. Plays a little bit of the three and the four, but the crazy part is, there were times he bringing the ball up. A lot of times he brings the ball up. But the yo, three, I see him. I see him play the one. I, I see him play the three. I see him play the four. I see him play the five. I don't know what he does. I don't know what position he plays. Yo, I really don't I mean, believe you. I don't think he's the three. I don't know what he does. Yeah, what he position play every LeBron play? He just plays basketball. What position you play? Is that basketball what Giannis, player? That's what Giannis does. That's what Giannis does. That's what Giannis does. And the crazy part about watching Giannis is like he's still improving. Like so, what's he gonna be doing in, in three to four years? Like, yep. man, listen. Basically, um, what you're saying is, what's he gonna do when he's actually a grown, actually a grown man? Yo, when he's a grown man, it's gonna be disgusting night. Because here, it's already disgusting. Thing, right? His his team has the best record in basketball. Right, it's funny because someone told this to me the other day. They were like, "Well, the two MVP candidates right now are LeBron and Giannis, right?" And yeah. LeBron's having one of his better seasons. He's balling, and the Lakers are like, you know, like one of the top three teams in the league or something like that. But they were like, "Those are the two top MVP candidates," and I was like, "Damn, that's interesting." They was like, "Now, Pete, this if you take LeBron off the Lakers, who's the next best player?" And I'm like, Anthony Davis, like. Andy Davis is also a top five player in the league. If you take Giannis off of the Bucks, I know they got Middleton. They got my man Middleton. Middleton. Yo, Middleton not a top twenty player though. Like, yo, how are they winning at that level? So I'm gonna ask. I got more questions. More questions must be asked. Yo, I agree with you, but I'd like to ask: How does Chris Middleton make the All Star game? Because now it's not even. It's not even like a once in a while thing. It's like, yo, Bull's like a legit like all star. How? Here's the thing. I'm not. What does he do? That's all. What does he do? That's all star work. Here's the thing. He he actually has improved his game. Um, I I I, I know that. I see that he has. Um, he puts up numbers, but it's it's pretty much because of their team success. Their team is so successful. But, I mean, so last season he averaged about 18 – what did he average, like 18 and four or something like that? So he's putting up four points for a game. He's averaging 20 now. He's averaging 20 at this point. Um, but there's still several players I would have said, like, before him. Let's put it that way. 
with that being said, their team success is like at another level right now. So they take that into account, which is interesting. They always take the team success into account. We talk about MVPs and and all these individual awards, but they always talk about the team success. But that's a whole another debate for a different show. But I mean, at this point, he's an All Star. But at the same time, he's not Anthony Davis level All Star. Anthony Davis is a top five player. All day long. No so doubt. To me, it's like, yo, to me, it's like, what are we doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has to, like, I, to me, he's the favorite for the MVP. Uh, so, Neil and, and Skyview, who do you guys think will be the MVP this year? Uh, do you think it's, it's Giannis, LeBron, or are we missing somebody else? Oh, damn. The claw. Oh, my. No, she said uh, her husband chimed in. He said, we ain't bring up Bernard King. And I just want to apologize to Bernard King and his family because his name has oh. to be mentioned. And we, we Yo, I need to I need to personally apologize to Bernard King, Bernard King's family, Bernard King's brother. Yo, Bernard King for five seasons was the best player in the world. We tripped. Yo, yeah, we tripped. I, I guess I... That's because he 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 had the uh, you know based upon the the, the notorious B.I.G. Leprechaun theory, it's hard to like bring him up. You know what I'm saying? So, and for those who don't know what that means, his reign on the top was short like Leprechaun. So, but you're right. Like there was a time, a period of time where he was just like, yo, yo my man's career was so short that he was the man for five years and only played four. <laughs> Oh, was in and out of there, but for that time period, sheesh. He actually had a pretty long career, but it's just like he kept getting he kept getting injured. Like, yo, but he had dog. He was yo. He he was he had a long career, but we don't even gotta bring that up because he was a shell of himself. He played for what twelve seasons, but he was only really Bernard King for five. Listen, Peters. He played from nineteen seventy seven. To 1993, that's like 16 years. But his last Dang. year in the league, his last year in the league, he only averaged seven. In '85, my man was putting up 33 a game. <laughs> Yo, Bernard was almost at 40. Yo, he's putting up 33 a game, shooting over 53 percent. Bernard, Bernard was one of them dudes that walked in the building and already had 20, and you didn't know how. Yo, how did he get twenty? <laughs> yo, and he wasn't like dunking on people. He was hitting you with the yo, yo man. Yeah, my was, man yo, it was the up. elbow to the Baseline, key, elbow, all up. Mid range night, mid range madness, kill you. Yo, here's the crazy year. part. Even in he retired in '93, right now '93 he only averaged seven. He retired that that was his last year, but in '91 he averaged twenty eight a game. And he played most of the season. And then in 92, he got injured and then tried to come back in 92, 93, and that's when he was called to quits because he kept getting injured. But two years before he got injured, he was still averaging 28. Yo, Bernard Bernard put that. Yo, we disrespected ourselves and Bernard, but not – yo. He be, yo, get, now, there we go. He better than – yo, yo, kick yo, kick Pippen out of the boat, yo. He not better than Bernard King. He not better than Bernard King. No way, no how. No, sir. All right, so so Skyview is in our chat room. He says that he's giving LeBron the MVP. 
I'm not going to argue. I think that LeBron could get the MVP. But let me ask you a question, though, Scott. Of course, you're a Lakers fan. I'm not going to argue. No, I'm not going to argue because I think both both guys are deserving. But what about the argument that both if you take LeBron hard. off the team, if you take LeBron off the team, you still have AD. If you take Giannis off the team, you got a a man named you Chris. got Chris Middleton. A <laughs> man named like, Chris with a K. Yo, he spelled, he don't even spell Chris right. Yeah, we spell it with a K. That's it. No, ma. No, that's all I'm gonna say, man. Um, one of the biggest stories this past week, though, B. Austin, was what happened uh, to the New York Knickerbockers. Um, they tried to remove Spike Lee from the Garden, man. I, I don't know, like, you know, what's Steve Stout gonna do about this uh, in this new position? But did you see all the controversy with Spike Lee and his New York Knicks? Um, I felt bad for Spike, man, because Spike is heavily invested in that franchise, like Spike is mm-hmm. is a draw for them. Spike should be to the Knicks what uh, Aubrey is to the Raptors. It's a given. Yo, I was, Spike went on a Stephen A. show, and they told him, like, yo, how much you pay for your ticket? And they started doing the math on him. He said, the tickets that he has, the two seats, that's just where he sits. My man spends 300 racks a year on those. So they said over the course of the last couple of decades, Spike Lee has Spike Lee has given the Knicks ten million dollars for the tickets that he hit. And wow. that's crazy. Uh Phil brought up a point um in the chat. Phil said that this is an opportunity for the Brooklyn Nets to make a move, although it seems like it doesn't mean anything. Just like uh brand wise and, and, and all that, it would look crazy for the Nets to get like Spike Lee. They should roll the red carpet out for him. I'm like, yo, I don't know if it matters because the Knicks stink, but I think that would be hilarious. So, I mean, this whole situation with Spike Lee is kind of it's kind of nuts. Yo, um, Dolan is 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 Dolan the worst owner to ever exist? Uh, or is it Cal? Or is it um, Calvin Donald Candy on the plantation? Some of y'all won't get that. Some of y'all will. Don DeMarco. <laughs> Yo, I don't know that I could call him. Um, I don't know if I could call him the worst ever. Who owned Who owned like Kunta Kinte? He might have been worse. But I mean, Dolan <laughs> Dolan is way up there in terms of modern day forty million dollar folks. Um, He he he's Steinbrenner. I don't know, man. Talk talk to me. Who's who's a worse professional sports owner? franchise owner? owner than James Dole? I got somebody for you. I got somebody for you. What has he done? Can you tell me, Big Magic Johnson? What has he done? Well, yes, he's a business person. He he's I, got AIDS. Did he do any business? <laughs> I like. Did he help anybody in South L.A.? Well, I think he has HIV. He doesn't actually have full-blown AIDS. But... Uh, well, what kind of a guy goes to every city, has sex with every girl, then he catches HIV? And uh, Is that someone we want to respect and, and tell our kids about? I mean, there you go. There you go. Yo, um, quick, quick uh, comment in our chat room. 
from uh, Edward White. He said he knows it's off topic, but he wants to know if anybody is aware that a boxing commission has been ignoring the allegation that Tyson Fury is cheating by slipping the gloves up to punch outside of the padding. I saw a bunch of stuff on social media about it. Um, I don't know, man. I I, just, I don't know, man. Because t- to me, to me, <laughs> Wilder lost the first fight. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. But back to Yo. back to our point though, B. Austin. I gave you a worse owner right there. There you go. That's the when you talk about like bad owners, he's definitely at the, at the Mount Rushmore. But Dolan, Dolan is like um. See, you know the way the way my black protectionism and nationalism is set up. How am I going? How do I? How can I even come back at you when you when you put him out there? His bad ownership is somewhat different. Than Dolan's and what I'm talk- talking about, like. Well, I mean, before all that stuff happened, he was still notoriously cheap. Um, he, yeah. he, I remember he was. It was the thing with him. They had to like make him like give his players like towels and stuff. He told me to bring their own towels to the stadium, like to the arena, rather. Like so, he had all sorts of issues. Um, but Dolan, Dolan is 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 kind of like that 2.0 because he's in front of the world now with uh with technology and social media, what happened with Oakley was embarrassing. The fact that his team hasn't won for, you know, since whenever is embarrassing. Um, yeah, man, but this whole thing with Spike Lee was kind of crazy. You know, um, you know, shout out to you, Edward. I, I see you out there. Like, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I don't think anything's going to happen with this because, you know, they're trying to do the third fight. Uh, but I mean, it is it is it is interesting, and I'm all for conspiracy theories because, again, I tell people all the time they make the world a much better place and much more interesting. But I don't know if anything will happen with it. But appreciate you bringing that up. But um, yeah, be honest. Like getting back to this whole Spike Lee thing, man, it was kind of it was kind of crazy because when you think the Knicks, you think Spike Lee, especially at this point when yeah. they don't have like a face to their franchise as a player. Um, shout out, shout out like to Reggie Miller person. for capitalizing on it too. Yo, you saw what Reggie tweeted. No, I didn't even see what Reggie. What did Reggie say? Reggie, Reggie said this wouldn't have happened at the Phil House. Come on over to the dark side, Spike. <laughs> but that's kind of what Phil's. Phil's at the net should do that because I mean Spike is from Brooklyn. I mean Brooklyn now does have a team, so you know perfect timing. And and, and Brooklyn got um Mister Too Damn Good uh, uh Levert on a squad, so you know I mean if you know you know, um so. I mean, that's nasty, though. It's, it's definitely nasty. James Dolan went in the media, made it worse, like called it laughable, what Spike Lee was saying. They were saying that they wanted him to just enter a different way, that they wanted him to enter through the VIP and not through the employee's entrance. Um, Spike said, y'all been entering the same way for decades Yo, now. If, so I spend 10 million, if I spend $10 million in tickets on you, I should be able to have you open up the top of the zone and let me rope down via helicopter. If I spend ten million, <laughs> yo, dog, I don't even care if I got it. I don't care if I make three hundred thousand a week. I'm not spending that on no tickets, dog. Like yo, for that team, that team is terrible, and it's been terrible. So now I thought, yo, and I think even Spike said it himself. He started to question himself, like, why am I spending this bread? I'm being disrespected, and this team is this bad. You think? It's, it's it's kind of disgusting, man. So, 
Anyway, man, moving on from this, man, because um, we definitely going to get out of here early tonight, but I got to ask you a question in reference to uh, the NBA right now. Um, so the Lakers are, are, are playing as tough as they're playing right now. The Clippers um, have a deep team. You got Giannis and the Bucks out east. Um, the Lakers actually play the Bucks and Clippers coming up this week, so this will be very, very interesting. But is there anybody else? Because those have to be, to me, the three favorites to um, to win the chip. Is there anybody, and also you guys in the chat room, is there anybody else that, that is out there that you can see actually making a legit run at this title right this as we stand right now? Because um, the Sixers um, like, took a step back. FVS and his supporting cat. <laughs> you really believe that they can make a run? Man, don't play yourself, he's talking man. About Please, the, bro. He's talking about the legend, the legend Fred Van Fleet. Like that's who he's talking about. But you know, he was an all-star. I don't know if he's being facetious or not. I'm being. I'm. I, I am. I am. Um, no, there's no one else. It, it's it's a it's a it's a three-team race, and it's really two in the West. Uh, Giannis got something in the water. Uh, I would have said my Sixers, but we're not. I the way I characterize the Sixers right now, we're not a good team. We're a very talented team. We're not a good team. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not, we're not making no real moves. I know Shotgun like in Shotgun right now. Um, hopefully he doesn't get kidnapped by Court Bennett. Um, shot the court, uh, <laughs> but yo, I'm just joking. Court, don't take it personal. I'm just joking with you. But uh, um, I mean, but my question is this though, because Dad has told me offline several times he'd like to tell me how the Sixers and Bucks match up very well. It actually works better for the Sixers. So the Sixers necessarily aren't the better team, but his point is they just match up very well. So there's that part of it where you have the Sixers that match up very well. I just don't know if there is anybody else out there. Like, I, I watch hoops day in and day out. The Rockets have talent, obviously, um, with, with, you know, with Russ and Harden. But, you know, team is small. And I don't see them making a legit run at this title. Like, I'm just trying to figure out if there's somebody else out there right now where we sit. Obviously, there's still, you know, a little bit of the season left, and we're coming down to the home stretch. So, um, you know, I, I can tell you one thing that to me it looks like you want to have an LA team in the finals, but I don't know that anybody else in the East. Like I said, Dan always he likes to bring them to me. The Sixers match up very well with the Bucks, so it's just a matter of trying to get that matchup. But I don't know, man. Like, it's, what's going on? You know, by the way, Scott, you think to let me know that I don't have no idea what's going on with the Bucks this evening because earlier. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even, you know, playing the sound. Now you're saying I'm transforming like Raymond. <laughs> Yo, you transforming, bro. Yo, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, nonetheless, though, um, Scott, you, what's your opinion? Is there anybody out there that can – so what we're saying is there's three teams right now who are clear-cut teams to go to the finals. We got the Bucks. We got both L.A. teams out west. Is there anybody we're missing? Or is there anybody you think that can make a run at this title? B. Austin is saying uh, SES and the brothers up north. That's, um, you know, Toronto. I think about Toronto is they, they're too busy having battles about the best stars. Um, so I don't know about that. But uh, Austin, what do you think of the 
No. There's any? Do I believe there's anybody that can compete with those three teams? I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 talking, about, I'm talking about West or either side. Bro, you, yo, Cybertron got you, man. Yo, I have no idea where I I have no idea what happened. Whoa. Can't hear me at all. Uh, super, super distorted and staticky. Like, it's bad. It's bad. Quintel Pro is in on you, bro. No, I have no idea what happened. All of a sudden. Yo. All right, so Scott, you said this stuff that you're missing something. So he's saying to himself, Yo, let me try. I don't know what's going on. Scott, you let Scott, me know if you can hear me, Scott. You, uh, yo, everything, Scott. Scott, you can hear me? Let me know if you can hear me, Scott. You. Now, you're, now you're back. Now you're good. Now you're good. Yo, I have no idea what happened because I, I started hearing it on my end, yo. I'm telling you, man, I think you're right. I think it is COINTELPRO, man. Like, yo, they, they out here trying to get us. But um, Skyview's point, he says the Celtics are missing something. Um, so They're not a factor. You don't think they're a factor at all? So what is it no, you think the Celtics not. are missing, though? I mean, they got a lot of young talent on their squad, but no one is really taking them serious as the contender for this title. What is it that the Celtics are missing? Um, what are they missing? I don't believe that. I don't believe. I, I like Kemba. You know, I've always been a Kemba guy. I don't believe that you win Kemba as your lead guard. I think that light skinned Mamba is missing something from his from his soul soul in the hole in the game. Something's missing there. And then as far as pieces on the court, I think they need another big that is really threatened, like a threatening big, not just somebody collecting a check. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. They made a couple changes. They took out, like, so Kyrie is going, replacing with Kemba. Um, let me ask you a question. Right now, better player, Kyrie or Kemba? Uh, never a question. Kyrie. Okay. So you lose him. Um, and who else you lose? I mean, you lost, you lost your center. Playing, so I mean, playing, you listen, you. let me say this. Let me say this. Playing next to LeBron, LeBron's star absorbed some of what Kyrie has or had, I'll say has still, Kyrie is a quasi-megastar, right? I know his personality sort of robs from that, but Kemba is is a star. Kemba's a star. Kemba can make an all-star game here, Mm -hmm. there, maybe, you know. But I, I really believe that Uncle Drew is is a is a is a megastar. Like I think he's the next tier below LeBron, which to me, that LeBron tier is only occupied by by three players, maybe two two and a half. LeBron, 
Scabby said it's not LeBron. even like he's the top of the top of the roster. You think stuff like uh, guys like Baines. He thinks Baines was the odd X factor on the Celtics. So I want to see what Angel's doing. Angel's like, you know, um, <laughs> made several moves to get them to where they are. But and it's crazy too, right? So you look at the Sixers and the Celtics, who uh, you know stockpile picks, made all these moves. And it's just interesting to see that no one's really taking either one of those teams serious as a title contender. Now, granted, they're still both young teams, and they have, like, you know, their window isn't closed yet. But um question is, when you talk about, like, losing games to get draft picks, has it really ever worked for anybody at this point? Like, the Bucks didn't tank, and, you know, but they drafted well. They drafted, they got a, a, a you know, a guy, no one knew he would be what he is. But it's just interesting, man. It's just interesting. You know what I'm saying? It's just interesting because nobody's – like, those are the only three teams I see. But no one's really made a compelling argument for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I, I can't – I don't see a compelling argument for others. And I never really hmm. – I, I, the Sixers, we're missing – the Sixers have a couple of problems going on. Problem with the Sixers would be, okay, do you believe that Ben and Embiid can really coexist? I think that real is a real problem. I think it's a real problem. Yeah. Then what are you missing in terms of actual shooters? Tobias Harris, God bless him, man. I, I, I love Tobias's game. And he fits in that third, in that third piece place, but Ben Simmons has to be more than what he. Ben has second option talent, but I don't think he plays to a second option. And I'm not just talking about the uh, the J. I'm cool with him not being a three point shooter. I'm cool with him not forcing jump shots. I'm cool with that. But there's something missing in his game in terms of impact on a regular and consistent basis for me. So, B, Scottie says that the Sixers, the Sixers need a closer. And that's interesting to me because you have Embiid, like, who's probably, the, like, arguably the best center in the league who can score from anywhere on the floor. Like, he's supposed to be your closer. You're supposed to be able to throw the, the ball down to him in the post and get a bucket. But, you know. Embiid's health also concerns me. The consistency yeah. you need from a health perspective from him, I don't think is ever going to be there. That's, that's it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah that's, that's an issue. That's an issue. So he said he trade Tobias. Yeah. I, I don't know about trading Tobias. I mean, what you going to get for Tobias with that contract? I have no idea. Um, I just know that uh, we made, we made Tobias untradeable first and foremost. That's, that's the, that's the end all be all of the answer to that or response to that, but why trade Tobias? Tobias is a good piece. He's overpaid, but he's a good piece. Yo, and then we're talking about, like, competing for a title. Like, you look, yo, you look at in in L.A., and I'm not talking about the Lakers. You got Kawhi, Paul George, like, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, Zubak, Landry Shamit, like, they got Reggie Jackson, like they got guys coming all from all over the place. Like, yo, it's 
their roster, they just the team is just deep and you know, we saw what Kawhi did in the playoffs last year, man. The Clippers are gonna be tough. How do you beat that team in a seven game series? Man, that's 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 tough, cuz. That's definitely tough. Anyway, man, um, it's time for us to get out of here, be Austin. You know, uh, blog talking and, and, and COINTELPRO ain't trying to let us live anyway, but it's time for us to get out of here. Yo, salute to you, uh, Skyview and Neil, for holding on a chat room as always, man. But thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room. Like I said, you guys held it down, uh, you know, Skyview and Neil, as always. Shout out to everybody on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, shout out to Tobias and uh, Casey Mack. We see you in the, um, the group chat. All the callers who called and got through, we appreciated those we couldn't get to. We apologize. Tune the next week live right here on demand. We catch up on all the sports topics going on. So until then, enjoy your weekend. We'll start it next week, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations. As a matter of fact, catch everything we do at the Hub, not just social media, but everything, our blogs, webcasts, network podcasts, everything we do can be found at the Hub of WarBroomSports.com. That's right. WarRoomSports.com. Please check it out. Also, get my book, Sports the Book. You can do that at SportsTheBook.com or at the hub, WarRoomSports.com. So until next time, everybody, do not accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.